John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica, Ed. This is the High Gain Podcast, John. The High Gain Podcast, yep. Where do we record from, John? In beautiful basement in beautiful West Seattle. Yeah. What do we talk about on the High Gain Podcast, John? We talk about guitars mostly. Mostly we talk about guitars. Sometimes we talk about pedals, beverages, beverages, history stuff, weather. Yeah, yeah. Knee, like achy knees, achy knees, old man of, stuff. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. I I got some achy knees today. Yeah, I got. We're a, we're, yeah. we're heading into the the dark times here we, in Seattle. We are. I'm not into it. It's not all bad. No, because the dark times here in Seattle. Yes, have won us an award. Oh, really? Best places. Yeah. They have put together what they call a gloom index. Oh, God. Based on amount of cloud cover. Yeah. Amount of daylight hours. Okay. Average days of precipitation from November to February. Yeah. And then they calculate your gloom score. Oh, gloom score. Our gloom score here in Seattle. Yeah. 90.9. Oof. Number one in the nation. Oh, my God. We're the gloomiest place in the nation. Huh. I don't know. On our iTunes reviews and ratings, we are still at five stars, but it's all fives and one one. Nice. <laughs> Which I think is awesome. I want to meet that like, guy. He's in Mississippi. It's some Mississippi oh, yeah. guy. Yeah. You know, that is understandable. I get it, dude. When it was all fives, I didn't feel like the unrepresented had a voice. Now... <laughs> Now their voice is out there. Oh, they've got they, a voice. Yeah, they've let it be heard. One star. No review. They didn't leave a review that's like... Well, it would be too easy to talk about baseline literacy and the skill of writing, much less typing on one oh of them funny computer God. boxes. Shit. You know, they had it together enough to yeah. leave the one star. Click yeah. here, Grandma. Yeah. What else do we talk about? Gray Day? We've got a gray guitar, Ed. I love gray guitars. 
Yeah. That's me that said that, Ed. Yeah, that was my uh, kind of crappy guitar playing. Hashtag let Ed play. Yeah. Thank you for that. That was Ed's choice. R.E.M., greatest American rock band of all time. Yeah. Am I wrong about that? Uh, I, well, I, that was a great beverage intro, Ed. I'm very <laughs> proud of you. Man on the Moon. Yeah. Brownie caramel cream root beer since 1929. Is that Orca Beverage? I went on their website. Yeah. We should go take a factory tour or something. Yeah. They do hundreds of vintage beverages. Yeah. Some of them, I assume, they just make up wacky names, but others of them are them resurrecting actual vintage brand names from the 40s and 50s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is Brownie Caramel Cream Root Beer since 1929. All old school logo. Their motto is maybe drink. It just has the word drink in the upper left corner of the bottle. Is there something else you need to know? That's very clear. (laughs) It's either a logo or it's a command, you know? It's instructions. Uh A call to action. Exactly. CTA. Yeah. Drink. I am actually going for more hydration today. I have this Powerade sports drink. Okay. It is strawberry lemonade flavored. Oh. Advanced electrolyte system. That's not encouraging. Well, it's not discouraging. No, I guess not. It's a Coca-Cola joint. Ugh. My guys, the Orca Beverage Company, we do need to take a trip up there. They're rocking the pure cane. They're not going all Coca-Cola style big corn. They're not big corn. Fuck that. Nope. These guys are great. Could we be on the verge of... Sponsorship? Yeah, just go full-on Orca Beverages? Oh my god, that would be awesome. Yeah. Listen to this thing. That guitar is... I don't know, John. I pushed hard to do this one. I wanted to do it. Yeah, we had a thing where I didn't want to do it. You have said no for weeks and weeks. But I think we may be turning some kind of a corner. Yeah. As often happens here on the high game. Yeah. You get to researching and talking about and playing a thing. Yep. And, you know, your thoughts change. Sure. So what we have here, Ed, yes. is an Ernie Ball Music Man guitar. Okay. This is an Albert Lee signature model. Oh. They come in different configurations. Yeah. This one happens to be two humbuckers. Okay. I'll give you the rundown of its appointments. The briefest of rundowns. The briefest of rundowns. Okay. The neck yeah. is rosewood. Okay. 100% rosewood. Yeah, one piece. Not one piece? No. No, there's a rosewood fretboard on a rosewood neck. Okay. The body is African mahogany, so a little lighter. Yep. The pickups are by our friends DiMarzio. Okay. Volume tone. Yep. This one has the optional tremolo. Whamify it. Shaller yep. locking tuners in the ever unpopular... In my mind, four and two headstock configuration. (laughs) Four and two. Best headstock configuration. Ed's going to get four and two tattooed on his (laughs) belly. I have never had a tattoo because I've just felt like there's never been a thing. Four and two with an Ernie Ball headstock (laughs) on my arm. No, 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 no. On your belly. Well. Like, what's his name? Tupac? Yeah. (laughs) With the belly tattoos. Yeah, four and two life. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Four and two? Just four X two? (laughs) Would be great, wouldn't it? I'm going to talk to Vicky. That's one of those super dumb Patreon goals. 
when we get to like two thousand dollars committed on Patreon, Ed gets a tattoo four by two on his arm with an Ernie Ballhead stock. <laughs> two thousand dollars, I'd do it. Would I? I think I would. We could buy guitars with that money. Ed would get a tattoo. It's win-win. True. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. And the thing is, if you said it, I feel like it would carry less weight because I have specifically never gotten a tattoo because I feel like anything I get, I would regret. You don't think you would regret a four and two headstock tattoo? I would totally regret it. But you're willing to do it anyway. That's what I'm saying. Committed artistry. That's what we're all about. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's about the art. That's just your clean sound. This is both humbuckers on. Ernie Ball, whatever you feel about their design aesthetic, uh-huh. I don't think they are capable of making bad guitars. I do not either. Top quality, everything they do, they don't half-ass it. That's right. Love it. They have been that way since the beginning. Yeah. You're going to like this. Eddie. Okay, I'm ready. If I go all the way back. Yep. Position one, they call it. Okay. I'm in the bridge. Oh, yep. The bridge humbucker. <laughs> if uh-huh. I go all the way forward, position okay. five, I'm yep. in the neck, neck. humbucker. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. So... What about positions two and four? What the hell, Ed? Two and four on a two-pickup humbucker configuration yeah. is just a weirdy boy. What are humbuckers? They're two-coiled pickups. Yep. So in position two, uh-huh. I am on the outer coils yes. of each pickup as if I have two single coils. Oh, God. That's great. That is... That is so much brighter. If I go to yeah. position four, I am on the inner coils. These guys. Nice, huh? That is great. It's what, like kind of a gunmetal gray? They I call think. it charcoal frost okay so it's like a gunmetal gray <laughs> okay charcoal frost yeah Ed. yeah like i said i like that i can go from neck humbucker mm-hmm. one over and i'm i'm singly this and the saint vincent both have some really interesting pickup configuration stuff going on yeah i'm super into it Ernie Balls was born in 1930. Okay. He's a California cat. Santa Monica. Yeah. I don't know why he was called Ernie. Okay. Because his name was Roland Sherwood Ball. Huh. But we do have a hint. Yes. Ernest Ball. Okay. Was his grandfather. Weird. Famous as the writer of When Irish Eyes Are Smiling. You know, the lovely Irish song written by Ernest Ball, not Irish. I think famous in movies where they always show people getting really fucked up. Wake style. You know, yeah, like crying and Yeah, that and Danny Boy and all that kind of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he grew up uh, playing music. He played guitars, lap steels. He was pretty good, such that by the time 
the 50s came, mm-hmm. he was kind of a early day beta tester dude for Leo, Leo Fender. Okay. Ernie had that privilege because he was good enough to appear on early television kind of variety shows in the area. Okay. That's some early TV. Yes, it is. What's Ernie up to? Old Ernie is not up to much. Oh, God. 1930 to 2004. <sighs> 74 years old? Is it? Bam. Is it? Bam. Leo's getting something out of the deal. He's getting yeah. his new guitars on TV. Right. Ernie's getting kind of more well-known. He opens a teaching studio. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He wants to teach the kids. Teaching guitar. How to play these guitars. Okay. Back in the day, though, yeah, you couldn't really get a variety of strings. You put the strings mm-hmm. on what you were told to put on. I remember this now. So Fender gave you some strings. Yes. Here are your strings. Right. Same with Gibson. You couldn't buy like the individual gauges you wanted. No, it was, here are your fucking guitar strings. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Ernie, he had his teaching studio. Right. The kids can't be playing those telephone Mm -mm. cables. No. It needs to be easier. Right. So he approached Fender and Gibson, hey, could you make some or get me some lighter strings? They both said no. How about you get fucked? That's what they said. Okay, I will order myself the individual strings. I'll make my own goddamn sets. Yeah. Fuck you guys. So he ordered lighter gauges and made up his own sets. He called them slinky sets. Love it. To this day. I remember this. The logo and everything, the packaging is all the same, just like it was back in the day, right? Yeah, that Ernie Ball slinky string graphic we know about was done by a Mm -hmm. guy named Raleigh Crump. Oh, Raleigh Crump? Do you remember Raleigh? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Raleigh? I might have been premature. Raleigh might still be around. Oh, God. You didn't do that. You couldn't have. Is Raleigh still with us? 89 years old and just kicking it. (sighs) He's a uh, Disney Imagineer. Yeah. He was a... Is. Not was, motherfucker. Is. Is. Of course he is. We don't want to use past tense. We don't want to be ringing bells. That's potentially the first time you've ever done that, isn't it? An error, yeah. He was, however, Mm -hmm. a high school classmate of Ernie Ball's. Okay. That's how they knew each other. Bros. Yeah. Ernie goes to Raleigh, hey, I got these strings. I'm calling them slinkies. I need some cool packaging. Yep, yep, yep. What do you think? And it's like late 60s at this point. Mm -hmm. Raleigh's no slouch either. No. Disney Imagineer. Come on. He had worked as an animator on Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Lady and the Tramp, mm-hmm. 101 Dalmatians, Sleeping Beauty. That's legit action yeah. right there. Sure, I'll do it. And that design exists to this day. I think the Little Mermaid has pictures of dicks in it and stuff. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't think that's like an Ernie Crump deal, though. Raleigh Crump? Ernie Raleigh Crump. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's his deal. He wasn't putting dicks in, like, Pinocchio. Raleigh's not doing that. No. You know, Leo? Leo Fender? Yeah. Started the old Music Man company? Yes. It wasn't working out so well. Right. The background there, real brief. Yeah. Leo had been making the guitars at his own kind of side company, CLF, and shipping them to Music Man for painting, finishing, work. Sure. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. They were not getting along. I hear a lot of, oh, and then he had a falling out. I think Leo was probably... You know, maybe he was just set in his ways. He marched to the beat of his own drummer. Oh, hell yeah. And Leo? Hell yeah. He followed his nose. He's my dude. Yeah. He's 100% my dude. That's for sure. Yeah. I think that probably more to the point was that Leo wanted to innovate and work in his workshop and didn't have any patience or understanding for like 
business. Okay. He splits Music Man and goes to start GNL. Music Man suffers and eventually goes bankrupt. Okay. So Ernie Ball buys it. Yep. What year's that? 84. Put a little dirt on that thing. Do you know what that dirt is? I think you do. I do. I do. This is a Klon Centaur pedal. That's pretty great. Uncle Frank. Yeah. He let us take a really sweet Ernie Ball Music Man Albert Lee guitar and a Klon Centaur. Crazy. What do you think of the Klon Centaur, Ed? What do you know about it? What do I know about it? What can you tell the viewers? This is an original Klon Centaur. Yeah. Bill Finnegan developed them. Bill. Don't ring the bell because he's doing stuff. Okay, cool, cool. He's still out there doing stuff. So they were made between like uh, <laughs> 90 and 94 was when he was developing them. Right. And then in 94, he started producing them. Oh. So he actually was like working on that circuit for four years. Wow. Which is crazy. Like, you know, just refining it down. To What's the his point name? Where he was. Bill Finnegan. Bill. Bill, Wild Bill. Dirty Bill. Oh, DB. Dirt Bill. Yeah, yeah. Bill Dirt. Made them between, what, like 94 and 2000? Uh-huh. Is when the original run was done. Yep. What year is this one? Towards the end, like maybe even 2000. Okay. There's a bunch of finishes. There's yeah. that brassy gold look. Ours is the chrome one with yeah. no centaur. No centaur on it, but it says... Clon centaur. Yep. 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 He glooped them. You know? He did. We took the back off this thing, and he, no fucking around style, glooped it. Like, yeah. you can't see shit on the inside you of You just that put thing. opaque black epoxy resin all over the circuit board. Nobody's yeah. figuring out what you did. Nope. But there is a schematic out there that I think even Bill has said, eh, that's pretty much it. You know, like, that's, uh. that's what I built. But it's the actual transistors that are used. He's never said specifically like what they are. He said they're from Russia. Some of the parts are Russian, but even within that, there's enough variants. Right. So that no one's ever built like a total clone of that thing, I think. So I've got this thing dialed back a little bit. Yeah. So people can hear what it's like just light. That's sort of its deal is it's not really supposed to paint the sound, right? It's supposed to be just like a transparent drive. Now I've got it dialed back more. It's pretty nice. Should I crank it and see what it does? Do it. All right. Klein. He now, plays one. He likes them? Yeah. Jeff Beck. You know that guy? You know about the Jeff Beck? Yeah, I liked his Loser song. That was great. Okay. <laughs> Devil's Haircut. Exactly. Right. You're familiar. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Andy Summers. He knows stuff. Stone Gossard. Stone? Yeah. Yeah. Britt Daniel. Oh, the Spoon Guy. Yep. He's great, too. Yeah. It's kind of credited as one of the first boutique pedals because... 250 bucks in 94 for a pedal. Right. 
that's a fairly expensive overdrive pedal today. Right. This thing, it's got the original box. It's got all the paperwork. Yeah, the original handwritten instructions. Yeah, all Xerox copied and just like folded up and shoved in the box. Yeah, you know, if you want a clone. Go talk to Uncle Frank. He'll hook Uncle you Frank. up. He did kind of reissue. He made the KTR. Yes. You know about the logo that's on it? Something about the hype. Kindly remember that the ridiculous hype that offends so many is not of my making. Yep. That's written on the KTR. However good a pedal is, yeah, to go from two hundred fifty bucks to twenty five hundred bucks, just is ridiculous. Yeah, I can hear it, and it sounds great. I'm yeah, pay twenty five hundred dollars just on principle. <laughs> yeah. So with his new company, mm-hmm. Ernie Ball. Yeah. He moves to a new facility, and I've learned how to say this. Okay. Uh, San Luis Obispo. Oh, St. Louis Obispo. Yeah, St. Louis Episcopal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they start producing their own guitars and basses. Okay. Let's make our own designs and stuff. One of the designs they're making is this thing called the Axis. Axis. Okay. It never came out. Oh. They designed this Axis in 87. Okay. They trademarked the name, the whole thing, and then they shelve it. Okay. But they did make one, kind of a prototype. Okay. And Ernie's kid, Sterling, brings that guitar, the Axis, to the company Christmas party. Oh, cool. And who's playing at the company Christmas party? Albert Lee. Albert Lee. Oh, shut up. And he loved it, so Sterling gave it to him. Really? And Albert Lee played it religiously for years, until 1993. Okay, what happened? He liked it so much that he went back to Ernie Ball, Mm -hmm. and they thought, that access we gave Albert Lee, he Mm. seems to really enjoy that. Maybe we should produce those. Okay. Let's just call it the Albert Lee model. Oh. Since Albert loves it so much. Okay. That's what they did. 93 is the first time you see these. Okay. The way they differed from the one I'm holding in my hand Mm -hmm. is they had three single coils. Which is an option you can get, right? Yeah. Still. Yes. And a hardtail with the string through body. Okay. That's where it starts. Okay. 93. And they're still making these. They are. Yeah, they're very popular. Great. As is Albert Lee, turns out. I don't know who the fuck that guy is. Albert Lee? Yeah. I picture him as having kind of longer gray hair. He does. Okay. I picture him being Blue's daddy. Not really. Is he more proggy? No. Okay. Albert Lee is born in 1943 in Herefordshire, England. He's a British dude. Okay, cool. High tea and crumpets and shit. Totally. Okay. He takes up guitar at age 15. Okay. And I imagine at that point, 1950s, he's liking the same people everybody else is liking, Elvis Presley and... Sure. All those guys. Turns out, yeah, he gets really good. Okay. He gets super good at the thing you and I both admire, hybrid picking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. He is considered essentially a master of that. Really? Yeah. So he kicked around in R&B, rockabilly type groups in England. Okay. But his passion yeah. was country. Hmm. So he decides to move to the U.S. to be near the country dudes. What did he think about Western? I think he liked Western also. Country and Western. Diverse. Okay. Very diverse. Okay, cool. He is so good Yeah. that he is immediately picked up in the L.A. scene, that's where he moves to, as a session cat. Okay. Everybody wants to play with Albert Lee. You have a record that needs doing and you need the badassery? Yeah. Albert Lee's the guy. Okay. He can play anything. Okay. Emmy Lou Harris. Sure. 
Eric Clapton. Oh. Dolly Parton. Joe Cocker. Bo Diddley. John Five. Yeah. Everybody wants this guy to play one. Weird. As the story goes, he never achieved that breakout right, status, right. but is considered the guitar player's guitarist. I totally know the name, and I feel like I can even picture him, and I just don't know what I know him from. Right. He's certainly released albums. Yep. Is there something I would know? In 1979, he writes a song called Country Boy. Okay. It features a kind of hybrid picking. And for a guy from England recording in Los Angeles, this song becomes a staple of the country music industry. Okay. If you're a country dude in Nashville or something, you know this song. Okay. So he can play a little bit. That is crazy. What the hell, right? <laughs> wow. So it turns out our man Albert Lee, yeah, he, can, uh, he can play just about anything you want him to play. Yeah, god damn, that's crazy. That is so precise and so fast. Yeah. Okay, I'm into that. I will play you one from 2006. Okay. With his Albert Lee signature. Yeah. Which is all he ever plays. This is called Paola Blues, Ed. in that single coil. Yeah, totally. Isn't that something? I'll tell you, in, in looking up all this stuff for this episode, it made me redouble my vow to myself to get better at hybrid picking. Yeah. Can't do it. Albert Ken. I bet he looks cool playing that guitar and then ripping those country licks. Because this is a very, like, futury spacey kind of looking guitar i yeah. can totally see this coming out in that 60s time frame you asked me if i had any color i do oh yeah it has brought the old blood noise endeavors mondegreen yep let's put that bad boy on yeah it's a digital delay Digital delay. Yep. You know, it's got a, it's got like a stutter mode and a whirl mode and a sheer mode. Hit me with the sheer mode. There's some octaves. Wow. That's nice. 
this is the chorus mode. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Old Blood Noise Endeavors, you know. Yeah. You think they make dumb pedals? Nope. Why would they do that? When there's so many cool pedals they could make, why yep. would they make dumb ones? They wouldn't do that. No. no I don't see them doing that. No. This Albert Lee, the neck, it's like got a satin finish on it. I kind of like it's their hand-rubbed oil and wax mixture. Is it the one that's like roasted or whatever? Don't they call it the roasted? Uh, not whatever. this one. Okay. But the question I had, yeah, if not only Albert Lee, but this particular guitar is so popular and so kind of well-regarded because yeah. it is well-made. Yeah. Does anybody else play it? I started to wonder. Okay. Come on, Ed. Ed looks like he's going to faint. I... I can't, I, I have no idea who it is, but like... Is Do you know it, the song? No. You don't? Should I know this? Maybe. Is it like a hit or something? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of the guy's name, because I almost certainly think Vicky likes this. Maybe. Oh, wait. Come on. No? No. Oh. Yeah, I don't you know. You look pained. Ed. I don't know who it is. Ed was squeezing his eyes I don't and know. kind of like <laughs> his head was on a swivel. Yeah. I thought he was just going to yeah. like snap right off. I have no idea. That's Bruno Mars. Yes. That oh, is oh, like now you know. No, I I <laughs> I couldn't pull the name but I could picture him like doesn't he wear hats and stuff? Doesn't he wear hats and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Sure, he might wear a hat. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, that guy, he wears pants, right? Yeah. What do you think of this guitar, Ed? I don't really think I love the gray color and the pearl pickguard. There's just configuration stuff that I'm kind of not into on this one. How would you configure it? If I could get it flat stealth mode, black hardware, black everything. That could be pretty cool. And I might actually go with the two humbuckers. Two humbuckers sounds just great. <laughs> And then to just know that, boom. I got yeah. my single coil. It's yep. right there waiting for me. That's pretty great. This um, is way better than I thought it was going to be. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and I just think Music Man, they seem like a company I could very much get behind. The interesting part about it is when they first started making guitars, I think that they knew on the production tip we're never going to post numbers like Gibson and Fender. We can't do it. Right. So they decided that they were going to position themselves quality-wise. Right. Let's see if we can innovate, and then we'll get known that way. And I think that's worked. I don't know if they've ever posted Fender numbers. Yeah, probably not. But I think the players recognize the things they've done. See the shaped neck pocket yep. there? Yep. They were one of the first to do that, so you could reach up yep. those higher frets more, yep. five-bolt neck, things at the time that not everybody was doing. I'm kind of bummed they've got their Sterling line. Yeah, the overseas thing? Yep. 
Not really my jam. Whatever, dudes. Do your thing. Do you want to try again, Ed? Do you want to try another song? Is it Bruno Mars? No. Because I won't get it if it's Bruno Mars. Well, I got a couple more for you. They are from the Today Times. Yeah. And I know sometimes you get kind of... Sketchy. Scared. Okay, lay it on me. 2019 called Ready to Let Go. Okay. Can you do it? I don't know. That was our good friends over at Cage the Elephant. I'm not like, yeah. (laughs) Cage the Elephant, Ed. Sure. I think there were a lot of bands that have that kind of like Cage the Elephant. Like, aren't there Portugal the Man? Minus the Bear. uh, Yeah, yeah. Why don't we start something like that? I don't want to. Ham the Sandwich? Yeah, that's pretty good. that's okay that band i might be in uh this one you're probably not going to get so i'll just go ahead and tell you okay they're from the today times out of brooklyn maybe i'd get it do it they're one of those uh brooklyn hipster bands okay i should just do it anyway yeah yeah yeah. sure who knows rolling into this like oh for three great hit me this song is called machine is it the brooklyn hipsters no Yeah, I don't know who this is. Don't know. That is uh, Colatura. C-O-L-A-T-U-R-A. You know, you've got your little Google machine there. Yeah. Can you, like, translate that? According to this, Uh dripping or drippings. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's what that band is. Italian drippings. Yeah. I could see why people would like that clone. Let's see how touch sensitive it is. Yeah, there's that. I like that pedal a lot. It's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know that I'm in the market for a original first-run clone. You could get this guitar for that. (laughs) You could get this guitar and a whole bunch of Orca beverages. Or some ham sandwiches. Or for the cost of that clone, you could subscribe to us on Patreon. Oh my gosh. And Ed will get a tattoo. That would be great. Of a 4x2 headstock. (laughs) On his forearm. It's just a a little hop, skip, and jump over to patreon.com slash the high gain. Do it. And then next thing you know, Ed's in the chair getting his first ever tattoo. Do it. His first big boy tattoo. Big boy. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's a big boy tattoo. That's just a terrible mistake. That's commitment, Ed. Sure. And I think that's the kind of commitment that we offer our viewers. Oh, yeah. You yeah. don't get that on just any old guitar podcast. It's a group effort. I'm not saying some guys got to sign up for two grand a month. No. Get in there with some, you know, fellow community people. <laughs> it's a team sport. Oh, that's awesome, Ed. Yep. Uh, where else should people go in the meantime? I think they could go to Twitter. Twitter's a good one. Yeah, they could go to Instagram. Instagram is also a good one. A great one. Instagram, we're up over a thousand, a thousand viewers on Instagram. Yeah, I think that is really great. Keep, yeah. Keep hitting that button. Yeah, 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 yeah. Smash some like and subscribe buttons on Facebook. Yep. Maybe go to iTunes and leave a review. 
Oh, those are very helpful. Offset that one one-star review from Mississippi we got. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's take them to the shed. Yeah, yeah. 